Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCIUSLLC. Channel, this is The Pulse with me, Blessed Suga. Uh, this afternoon, three top officers uh, of the Ghana Police Service are in interdiction as in investigations get underway into allegations of a plot to remove the Inspector General of Police. The issue has already led to sharp divisions and animosity within the police service. Okay. I will not deny that fact today, tomorrow, or the next day. I will make that statement again. That the current Inspector General of Police is not managing the police service well. A lot more unfolding on that story, plus the uh, interdiction of uh, COP Alex Mensah this uh, afternoon. We are also rewinding the conversation on the pothole exhibition and bringing you an update on what government is doing so far uh, to fix roads left in a very deplorable state we'll get you here from you as well here on the show and later uh, we take a look at uh, the man of the moment alan kujutramating who uh, is allegedly lacing his boots to run as an independent candidate but is the prospect bright uh, or brighter for Alan Kujutramati as we uh, delve into that conversation later on the show. Uh, we'll hear from experts who believe that uh, he would have to tread a bit more cautiously. These are more coming your way here on the polls. And this is another polls, as always, is brought to you by Global Communities Digni Lu, affordable, safe sanitation for all. Uh, we're on Facebook uh, and YouTube as well. We're on DSTV Channel 421, Go TV Channel 125. And we are streaming also online at myjoyonline.com. Be my guest, join us as independent, fearless and credible. We get details for you right after this break.
And this afternoon, the police administration announcing the interdiction of three senior officers who have all made appearances before Parliament's uh, committee probing an allegation uh, and a plot, as we understand, to oust the Inspector General of Police, Dr. George Kufo-Dampari. Uh, we get to details uh, of uh, what we know so far about this incident, uh, where the police is announcing that the service has interdicted Commissioner of Police, Mr. George Alex Mensa, Superintendent uh, Emmanuel Eric J.B., and also... Uh, Superintendent George uh, Lindsay, uh, uh, sorry, uh, are all part of this in connection uh, with uh, the audio tape which has become a subject matter of investigation by the par- Parliament uh, of Ghana. Uh, the statement continues to indicate that the interdiction is to make way for disciplinary proceedings into their conduct in line with the police service regulations. And uh, uh, we understand that uh, this is forming part of the reasons for which uh, the police service has uh, dispatched a mail to all these individuals at the centre of the controversy. But there's a need for us to refresh your minds on the background to the story. July 2023, an audio tape uh, which uh, had some, in which we had some voices sounding, I mean, supposedly as that of the former NPP Northern Regional Chairman, uh, Bogri Nabu. Uh, we also had some voices sounding as uh, that of the uh, other police uh, officers, allegedly, who have been caught uh, on tape. So that's the reason for which uh, the police service has taken this decision. Beyond that as well, uh, it later emerged that the officer concerned with the alleged uh, plot included this very uh, individuals that we are talking about, uh, especially uh, COP Alex Mensa, who's uh, being deemed supposedly to be that star, uh, a witness providing uh, details to the parliamentary uh, ad hoc committee probing this matter. And uh, that tape, uh, of course, has been making rounds uh, and is ever unfolding. COP Alex Mensa is the most senior officer to be cited uh, for this disciplinary breach in recent history, as we know it, at the parliamentary uh, probe uh, when he appeared. COP George Alex Mensa missed no words about his view on the leadership of his boss, the IGP, indicating that this style is, uh, you know, something uh, which is not desirable. So these are the individuals you see, but here's what COP Alex Mensa had to say when he appeared before the ad hoc committee. Because the audio which I've just listened is an edited one. There's a likelihood that somebody can fake my voice. But I can confirm, because I'm not, I don't have that technical decision to confirm it. Is there any flow of conversation on this table that you, in true humility, will say that nobody is faking my voice? Or it is the entire tape that you want to say that somebody is trying to... I mean, fake your voice. The chairman, not the entire. When I'm a chair, I will not deny that fact today, tomorrow, or the next day. I will make that statement again. That the current Inspector General of Police is not managing the police service well. It's something I will not run away from. I will say it everywhere, anywhere that I go. And you can do your own investigations, 
call police officers underground and find out from them. As we speak, majority of police officers are not happy. And if the same people are those who are going to police the elections, officers, they vote. Their wives vote. Their children vote. Their mothers and fathers vote. That is my concern. Uh, and that's part of the reason for which uh, COP Alex Mensah believes that the IGP is not managing the affairs of the police service well. But uh, COP George Alex Mensah rose to fame in October 2017 when he was appointed the Accra Regional Commander uh, for the Police uh, Service and made a famous inaugural statement uh, when he visited Joy News to acquaint himself with, you know, the staff here at Multimedia. I'm too hot to be in anybody's pocket. If you put me in your breast pocket, you might have breast cancer. You put me in your back pocket, you might not be able to sit down. GMSA is not bribable. Well, that's the nature of the individual we're dealing with here, but his interdiction comes at the time when Parliament is already probing this uh, alleged plot to ask the IGP. Does that amount to intimidation uh, or perhaps uh, duplication of uh, Parliament processes or perhaps intimidation of Parliament's witnesses who are appearing before the ad hoc committee? Uh, let's uh, seek to get some answers on that. First, though, uh, let's uh, go through the disciplinary procedure as set out in CI-176, the law uh, governing the conduct of the police service. And just before we get to that, uh, let me tell you about my guest helping us to do the discussion this afternoon, Professor Kwesiening, Director of Faculty Academic Affairs and Research, Kofiannan International Peacekeeping Center and Training Center, uh, and Deep Sun is a security analyst uh, joining uh, this uh, conversation. Thank you, gentlemen, uh, for uh, spending some time uh, with us. Uh, so uh, let's get to it. Uh, Professor Henning, uh, first of all, uh, your reaction to this uh, announcement. The police service says it's uh, strictly in line with disciplinary procedures. Do you see any other reason for this? Uh, Prof, we're having difficulties hearing you. If you could just uh, unmute for us. Um, no, I mean, I actually think the problem is that it's taking too long for these people to be disciplined. I mean, when you work in a statutory security agency, in which there are rules and procedures and established procedures for grievances, where this institution is a frontline national security institution, the primary role of the Ghana Police Service is to protect lives and property. And after 35 years or so, you turn around and you seek to undermine the sanctity of that institution, I think that person should be punished. The kinds of statements that have come out are not statements that sought to inure to the benefit of the Ghana Police Service as a whole. It is a personal targeted attack against an IGP and they haven't provided any solid evidence. Look, when you live in a dangerous, you know, 
geographical area as we do. And a senior officer, albeit one who is on the verge of going on pension, but is still a serving officer, misconducts himself to such an extent. Then the most stringent disciplinary rules within that institution must be applied. But Mr. Mensah behaves as if somebody owes him something, that he ought to have been given a job, that he thinks he had an almost sacrilegious right to the position. Nobody has that. The state doesn't owe him the IGP position. And I think I support Dr. Bonner about the need for some mental evaluation. Because you see, when a senior officer of that stature he makes such baseless allegations. It threatens national security. It undermines the esprit de corps of the Ghana Police Service. And it threatens the authority and the audacity of the IGP to run his institution. Yeah, many say this the is the point. The generality of the Ghanaian public are, the generality of the Ghanaian public are very satisfied with what Dr. Dampire is doing. And please give me just 20 seconds. This talk about Dr. Dan Pare being autocratic and therefore it creates the impression in my mind that there are a group of people desperate who are united and are seeking to throw as much, as much debt into the public space around this debate. Okay? The accusation that Dr. Dan Pare organized the recording and the leakage. Look, these are very serious allegations, and I'm hoping that the disciplinary processes within the service will even unearth first the accusations that have been thrown into the public space, but more so those that I have always perceived to be part of a network that deliberately seeks to undermine the authority and sanctity of the Ghana Police Service, and by extension, the IGP and those of the people that he seeks to work with. Uh, the IGP, the, the IGP is a public officer. Um, he's a leader as well. It's fair to scrutinize his leadership, isn't it? Why not? Even I, as a little school teacher, my students assess me. How much more the IGP? No one is saying the IGP must not be assessed. But there are procedures and mechanisms for assessment. You cannot, as a senior officer who has worked with and probably at a point in time was much more senior to this IGP, come into the public space and deliberately place into the public space innuendos and statements that seek to sow disaffection and discord. He's a public officer. Is subjected or must be subjected to scrutiny, and the procedures for scrutiny are through the are through the police council, who should be sending an annual report, you know, to the defence and interior committee that provides the money for the Ghana Police Service, but also the public accounts committee and the finance committees. So there are procedures for checking this performance. We all cannot get up. And I, as a school teacher, be accused left, right, and center without people using the laid down procedures for complaints. A public officer does not mean that anyone at all can get up mm. and insult him, 
And now, and now the fear, and now, and now that fear, that fear is growing worse um, by the day, simply because of this latest decision by the police service to interdict COPL experiments uh, uh, together with the uh, other inspe- inspectors or officers uh, accused of uh, being caught on tape. Don't you feel the IGP had any role, at least to avert this, because the, the belief is it will further break down uh, and cause um, you know more divisions within the police service. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The IGP, following the rule of law and the procedures established in which Parliament then says, look, this is something that is quite serious, so we need to do something about it, could not have averted nor stepped in in the earlier stages. But he's given them time. They've listened. Uh, people have said what they have to say. And I think it's made the point. And don't forget that Mensa is just on the verge of leaving the service. Okay, so he needs to step in and say, look, whatever evidence you've got, whatever you've said, let's use the procedures that you yourself have been part of in developing it to see the extent to which you can justify your statements and to put some proof on, on the table. There's nothing contradictory in that at all. Uh, conflict of interest. And I'll come to you, uh, Adib Sani, shortly. But, uh, Prof, one more issue, the conflict of uh, interest um, accusations. The fact that this is the same IGP who has been accused of being a party to uh, all of these happenings. In fact, some claim, and we've heard that from COP Alex Menta, that the tape was allegedly doctored by the IGP himself. Uh, and yet the IGP... Well, you should provide proof. Yeah, but, but yet, you, yet you have the IGP seating on a police council or a police board that is taking the same decision to interdict an officer, accusing him. Conflict of interest? Look, look, no. I am the director of my academic program of the KIPTC. If a student that I catch for plagiarism then says, oh, Kwesenin doesn't like me, that's why he has caught me for plagiarism. I will institute a board that will try to prove that the student has either plagiarized or not. It is not a contradiction in terms at all, because I have a business and an institution to run. It has credibility that must be protected. So let Mensa and his cohorts appear before the disciplinary board. If they think the actions by the IGP are contradictory, let them prove it. This is a country in which we have some semblance of rule of law, and we need to respect Mr. Mensah's uh, human rights. So let's get the things done properly. But we shouldn't conflict things. You know, people are saying he gave somebody a contract of forty thousand boots. Those contracts were given under the um, applicable procurement rules, and there's nothing wrong. Okay, the IGP is human; he can make mistakes. But let's at least in seeking to critique him, provide the necessary evidence to back our criticism. Hmm. Uh, Prof, just hold on for us. Uh, Adib uh, Sunny is also with us uh, in this whole conversation. Adib, uh, your, your take on, on the latest that we're hearing about the interdiction. Thank you. A very good afternoon to you and your viewers. And of course, um, Professor Enning. Indeed. Um, I, I was not surprised about the interdiction. Um, however, I would agree to a very large extent with Professor Enning. Um, it has become, it has come, you know, a bit too late. I think this is something that should have been done immediately. The 
uh, recordings were, were leaked. Uh, because at this point in time, it, it looks more like it's ill-timed, owing to what the parliamentary committee is, is also doing right, right now. Um, within the police structure, okay, there are three entities who can initiate uh, disciplinary actions against officers. First is the president, then we have the IGP, then we have the police disciplinary board. And things are clearly spelled out, like you said at the beginning of the show, in CI uh, 76, uh, to be specific, section 1051, that says the inspector general of police may direct an officer who is the subject of investigations or disciplinary proceedings to immediately cease to perform the functions of his office where investigations or proceedings are likely to lead to the imposition of a major penalty and accordingly the IGP or the inspector general may interdict the officer from may in, interdict the officer from performing those functions and two an officer shall not be interdicted unless the nature of the offense of the offense renders it desirable that the officer sh should not remain on duty while the case is pending and the officer cannot be assigned other duties without endangering the interest of the police. So on this occasion, um, I, I, I seem to have a bit of a confusion with respect to COP Alex Mensa, who is already um, on terminal leave pending uh, retirement. So I'm wondering how he could perhaps interfere in investigations when he is already not on the job. And three, where a senior officer considers that a junior officer under the command of the senior officer should be interdicted, the senior officer shall request the inspector general by the quickest possible means for authority to interdict the officer. So surely it's within um, the law for such an action to be taken. But Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera Pero este Comenzará en tu mente ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado Para vivir Tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir 
program is no marca registrada de FCA US LLC. On the other side, we have a parliamentary committee that is investigating the authenticity of the tape, the conspiracy behind removing the IGP because someone thought he would not help them win an election and, you know, perhaps making re uh, recommendations on police reforms and other issues related to this, surely. So it, 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 I think it is ill-timed, okay? But that notwithstanding, it is not illegal. And secondly, I am concerned about some of the issues that senior police officers are talking about with respect to happiness within the police service. I mean, IGP Dampari is a very good friend. I've, I've had the occasion, I mean, opportunity to sit with him. He's um, told me about his vision for the police service. I think he has great intentions and a lot has been achieved, okay? However, we seem to have certain fundamental issues within the police service. I'm really trying very hard to pinpoint what really the issue is, but I can say confidently that there are senior police officers who are not happy with the way he's running the police service. Like I always say, you cannot satisfy everybody all the time, okay? But I am interested in the kind of issues which I cannot repeat because a lot of it hinges on national security, and I think it should be closely uh, looked at. But that notwithstanding, I think we have to send a clear message to other officers who might want to engage in certain activities that would drag the police into disrepute. Because a lot of the issues that has come up hinges on national security. It hinges on the public's perception in the police service. Already, a lot of work is being done to improve public confidence in the police service. So now, it looks like the police service is fractured, is disunited, everything is not going well in the police service, and it, it is very dangerous for us. Uh, and Adib, the point is, if you go by the CI, that will suggest then that, uh, you know, an inquiry is expected to commence into this matter, and portions of it on our screens now pointing to uh, what may happen um, if the IGP directs uh, the central board or the regional board in writing to, you know, uh, inquiring to the conduct of an officer, and there you find it that you know uh, some proceedings will happen. In, in invites may be sent out, and of course the board will hear these police officers who are the same witnesses appearing before Parliament's ad hoc committee. Duplication of the process, or what do you think? Absolutely. You know, we we need to be very careful about some of these actions. Like I indicated. I don't have any issues with these actions. What I am rather curious about is COP uh, Alex Menses' ability to interfere when he's already off the job, okay? But like I indicated, it is not illegal. But what I want us to be sure about is in as much as we're concerned about making sure that officers are held to account, for their actions, for their inactions. We also need to preserve the sanctity of the parliamentary probe that is ongoing. All right. So this interdiction, in my candid opinion, should have come earlier, or we could have waited until um, the parliamentary committee is done with this work. These are, by the way, two independent um, entities doing different things all together, mm. okay? So we cannot carry the two. However, in one way or the other, there's a way 
uh, these two can be, you know, compared and con- uh, contrasted. Yeah. Okay. I uh, think um, I'm listening. Uh, well, I was just about bringing in Professor Henning. Just wrap, wrap up on that point for me. Okay. So, so I, I think um, the, 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 the right things would have to be done to serve as a deterrent to officers who might, you know, be intending to drag the uh, police service into disrepute. But at the same time, I'm also insisting that there's a need for us to look into issues arising from uh, the police service and what exactly is going on. Because I understand some officers have petitioned the committee, okay? Um, And a lot of issues have come out, like I said, I cannot uh, mention on TV. So... Uh, this is bringing new perspectives to a rather simple, you know, matter from the onset. And I'm curious to know how it pans mm. out. Okay. Uh, this is one issue I'd like to hear from you on, Professor Anin and Adib. I'll start with you, Prof. The, um, you know, calls for an ADR, the, the fact that there's tension rising within the service, there's need uh, for us to de-escalate. And the only way to achieve that is to halt all, uh, you know, um, commissions or probe of inquiring, uh, whatever it is that is happening, uh, you know, just to unravel further circumstances surrounding this lictic and instead pursue an approach that will lead to de-escalating tension within the service. But what would you opt for? Well, are there tensions in the service? Or is because Dr. Dan Parry has an approach to leadership that does not tolerate corruption that does not tolerate abuse of power. That does not tolerate undue intimidation and threatening of junior staff. And therefore, people think that he has undermined their power and that they will also show him where power lies. I think this is not a case for eight years. When national security is involved, the best way to resolve the insecurities and those who threaten the state's existential position is not to ADR, but to use the law in a manner that sends a clear signal of, of deterrence. So I don't think we should mix the issues at all. It would be also be nice, and I, and I agree with Adib, that he doesn't want to say certain things because they border on national security. I would appeal to the parliamentary committee that sometimes in some of these things, it might be necessary to have other independent voices bringing their analysis to bear prior taking the final decision. You see, because a whole lot of allegations have been made. Okay, there's this position that you know, people are disaffected, blah, blah. Any good leader who delivers on his or her mandate would have trampled on people's toes. So the fact that somebody wanted to be the IGP, he, he didn't get it, and now claim that he's speaking on behalf of people, other senior retired officers are saying they cannot say they are surprised or not surprised. All kinds of funny statements are out there in the public domain. We should be very clear, and I like at this point, it is actually a very simple, straightforward case. What is the law around recording somebody? Who leaked the tape? What is the content of that tape? And how must, must it be dealt with? This is our penchant for rhetoricizing simple things and turning it into more of a larger problem that in ought to be. But stop. 
these searches must stop. Okay? Because, let me ask you a question. Do you think somebody who has retired from this or about to retire from the Ghana Armed Forces will be able to do something like this? Well, I don't it, think that it, person it, will even dream about it. It rarely happens. I don't know if it has ever happened. Okay? So, let's not undermine the preserve. By the time Dr. Dampari came, the perception of the service that even the British High Commissioner sought also to meddle with was that it was a service not fit for purpose. Okay, And when the senior officer about to retire and other senior officers seek to you know, continue with this historical perception of an ineffective service, of an IGP who is autocratic, who issues contracts to his friends, then there's a problem. And we should not allow a few individuals to sow seeds of discord that can destroy the work that has been done. Uh, and and maybe, an institution... Uh, and maybe the reason for which we have this happening is, is because the IGP isn't speaking himself. We haven't heard from him in, in, in a very long while on, on some of these happenings within the service. There's an opportunity uh, possibly for him to appear before the ad hoc committee um, in, in Parliament. Would you want him to make some public pronouncements on what's happening? When it's appropriate, he will speak. But you see, when the chatter is too much, when the noise is too much, even when you make a sensible statement, the chatter overshadows the sensible statement. So when it's appropriate for him to speak, he will speak. Okay? And it is key that he speaks at a time when his words will carry the weight that is necessary. Okay, but we should not throw the baby out with the bath water. We all need the kind of police service. We need it to be effective. And by the time that Paris was appointed, the service had these deep problems. And I think if we're going to do a common, a general pooling, I think the general consensus would be that he has been a good adjective. Those who have fallen foul of his disciplinary measures must not come into the public space and dispute what he has done. That uh, is wrong. The, the, the belief that if government had intervened in, in all of this, uh, the problem or the crisis would have been, you know, over by now. No comment from the president on this, the interior minister. Uh, only no, but, that came, not, came, but that is not the president's he, business. He, but, but they... The police council, okay? Look, we tend to want to drop in the president for every single thing. This is a police officer who has flouted the rules, and the way to deal with him and to discipline him is firmly within the remit of the Canada Police Service and the IGP. Parliament thought what had been said on the tape was serious enough to have a committee of empire. So this doesn't go up to the president at all. Let the procedures run, and let's see, uh, and let's see what happens. Uh, and Prof, just before I let you go, what, what's your message to Ghanaians, those who are anxious about the implications yes, for uh, the, the implications for national security, and, and what Ghanaians, um, you know, should be thinking about the service, which is mandated to protect them. Well, I think Ghanaians are smart enough to be able to look in between the lines. 
that unbridled personal ambition can be dangerous. That ambitions in which somebody thinks he has served somebody's interest and purpose and has not been repaid and therefore he will destroy that service must not be tolerated. But even more importantly, Dr. Dampari is being abused because these people perceive him as not playing dirty games for their party to win election 2024. No, what that no, means no. is that Dampari, as an individual, must be praised, criticized when it's necessary, but he is a bulwark for effective electoral security and he's a bulwark towards election 2024 and he must be protected. And that those who think that being in a position of importance in the public sector means that you should help to steal elections must find another country to go and live. The ministers of this world should not be listened to by the generality of the Ghanaian people. Professor Kuzini, thank you uh, for spending some time with us here uh, on the polls. Uh, and uh, Adip Sani for you as we go. Well, um, I think it is right that the president hasn't spoken about this uh, because words could be taken off his mouth and you know how uh, we easily twist matters. Uh, besides, um, him talking about an ongoing activity could at a point be tantamount to um, being prejudicial, you know. So uh, it's, it's good that he hasn't spoken about it until perhaps uh, a time that is right enough to do so. Um, the, the whole issue is bringing up, like I indicated, new perspectives altogether. But I do hope, and I have so, so much confidence in the composition of uh, the committee that has been put together by the Speaker of Parliament in the caliber of persons on, on the committee and their experiences and the fact that some of them have, you know, that legal qualification to do a good job. And I do know that currently they might be sifting through the documents that have come their way as a result of, of their work. And of course, what has been said so far and when they come back, I'm hoping uh, they would invite the IGP to tell his side of the story because it would only be fair to do so. His name has come up severally and some of the allegations that have been made against him is so damning, uh, it's so scandalous to the police service and it's only right that he also has something to say. However, what I am proposing is for his appearance to be hybrid, you know, what is supposed to be heard by the general population and perhaps what can also be held in camera because he might have certain things to share that is not meant for um, everybody. And in the end, we would know the truth and the recommendations that would be made uh, would be geared towards the making the police service better. With this investigation, also I'm hoping it will be swift, it will be fair, and um, it will be transparent to a large extent. Mr. Suga, are you there? Uh, yes, uh, thank you for, for sharing your, your thoughts uh, w w with us. Uh, and of course, I'm sure that this is just unfolding. I will connect with you uh, some more.
uh, for uh, you know updates and uh, as the committee uh, reconvenes on this matter. You're here with us uh, on the Pulse on the Join News channel. When we return, we are rewinding the potholes exhibition and bringing to you an update on possibly what government is doing about your roads, which you've been complaining about for quite some time. Coming up. My name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store All the store and discover the smart way to bank echo bank the pan-african bank smile hmm? look lively okay smile smile is the money too small a bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid, for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn, gas pain, flatulence, and indigestion. Hey guys, what are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. Mwah. Can you bring down the smiles more? <laughs> Gastron, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written and approved by the in partnership with National Theatre and Joy Affair, Proverband Productions presents Naked in Bed, an original Able White play. Your mother said you are calling off the wedding. Where? My dress is ready and I must wear it. Drinks have been bought and I must drink it. Big men are coming and I must grab one. Where? I caught him in bed with my friend Mercedes. Jesus! No! She said Mercedes, not Jesus. Venue National Theatre. Date September 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Time, one show on Fridays at 7 p.m., two shows on Saturdays at 4 p.m. and 8 p.m., three shows on Sundays at 1 p.m., 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Rates 150 Ghana cities. For tickets, dial star 365, star 535 hash. WhatsApp 050-554-6010 or visit all usual outlets. Sponsors, GCB Bank, Gino Tomato Mix, Ebony Condoms and M Notify. Roverman Production. Be the...
love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And thanks for staying with us here on The Pulse. Uh, today we press Rewind, uh, taking you back to our Potholes Exhibition Series uh, for weeks. We put the spotlight uh, on the gaping potholes uh, on our busy uh, stretches in the city uh, centres. And uh, we seem to be getting some results. One of the uh, producers uh, of the series, Koji Yangsin, will be joining us uh, very shortly in studio uh, with updates uh, shortly. But first, though, let's refresh you and refresh your minds on as we bring you uh, back some uh, reports that we found as part of the uh, Potholes uh, exhibition, starting with the uh, one at Kolibu and uh, finally Odoko here in Accra. Much as it is the role of the media to scrutinize government, it is also important for the press to give them credit for their achievements. Now, one particular achievement for which the press has failed woefully in an unjust, unfair, and unsportsmanlike manner to give government credit for is this, our potholes. Yes, Just look at them. Deep, wide, jagged-edged moon craters peppered artistically across the asphalt canvas of our national road network, turning 10-minute journeys into 50-minute torture sessions, wreaking almost as much havoc on your spine as your shock absorbers. Yes, Ghana's potholes are one of the uncelebrated triumphs of leadership for which our government must not only be lauded, but applauded. Now, what most people don't realize is that these monstrous death traps are not actually signs of the incompetence of our government supervisory bodies. They don't point to any lack of skill on the part of our road contractors. No, these are actually clear evidence of the unmitigated success of some of government's top flagship programs. Which programs, I hear you ask? For the answer to that profound question, we must take a closer look. Look at this one. Mid-sized, quite deep, uh, shaped like some sort of uh, asphalt amoeba. To you, this is an accident waiting to happen. But to the government, this is perfect for planting corn. 
And it's not just good for planting corn. Potholes are perfect for rice plantation. Ghana for Ghana for Tomatoes. Things need to be said and turn them. Even cocoa. As the rainy season approaches, the true value of these potholes becomes apparent. They are perfect for a farmer in planting, planting for food and jobs. So there you have it. If you have ever wondered why some of these potholes you see on virtually every road in this country of ours never get fixed, well, now you know. And that is not the only flagship program that government is delivering to rip-roaring success with these cherished and beloved potholes. There is also one village, one dam. Just think of the irrigation potential for the planting for food and jobs projects we saw earlier. And we're still not done. Look at this. Look at the deadly jagged edge of this particular beauty, shaped like the fangs of a village witch. Now, let's measure the depth. But some things need to be said and What do you think happens when your car hits this pothole at speed? Obviously, you immediately need spare parts. After a few encounters, a whole new car. If government is able to maintain a few of these widow-making potholes across the country, just think of what it would do for the automotive industry. One district, one factory. So the next time you feel like throwing your hands up in despair at the state of our roads, the next time you wonder why government keeps throwing money at incompetent contractors to construct roads which after three months will break out in potholes like a prepubescent teenager's face breaks out in pimples, just remember that these are the evidence of your government's stellar performance. Why would they cover them up? Reporting from Ahaya Kwanhu, my name is Kujo Yangsen. Creamy beverages always delight the tongue. But splashes of the ones on the streets of Accra do not satisfy drivers. Instead, it makes their tongues work with complaints and endless frustrations. The situation has persisted for the past seven years. We've been pleading with authorities, but to no avail. Because of the poor nature of the road, a lot of people have actually lost their lives while crossing it. But how do these creamy beverages end up on the streets in the first place? Potholes. They are served and produced by potholes, a menace on almost all the roads in the country. Apart from serving what looks like beverages on the streets, potholes also create other embarrassing scenes on our roads.
this is not a beach resort neither is it a spot for relaxation it's actually a lane on the Odoko Malam Highway unfortunately the place has now become a resting place for water as you can see and anytime it rains it becomes a severe challenge not only for drivers but commuters alike terrible devastating and a real pain these are some of the strong adjectives commuters use in describing the glaring portals sitting in the middle of some parts of the Kaneshi Malam Highway, a principal road network in the capital, Accra. A brief inspection of some parts of the highway from Kaneshi First Light to Odoko Waterworks indeed affirmed that the sentiments of road users are not far-fetched, neither are they exaggerations. But some things need to be said in terms the situation is simply an eyesore, posing a lot of unbearable inconveniences for commuters. Some of the road users who spoke to join use could simply not hide their displeasure. Charlie, uh, this one in Ugukra, honestly, every time in less than like six months it gets back to you know worse you know yeah it's really bad this road originally was very very good they came with a certain machine and then they just graded the whole road and the thing was supposed to fix it some way somehow and that's what actually started this whole thing it's very bad and these roads they do the roads i don't know the kind of uh, things they are using to do the road if they do the road more than one month or, or less than one month, then they are damaged again. And we are pleading to the government to come and do the road for us. The cars are not able to move freely here due to the gullies, creating a very awkward situation all the time. I wonder why authorities can't fix the situation. As usual, they are waiting for a child of a high-profile person to die on the road before they get to work. Meanwhile, if the youth block the road in protest now, they will be questioned. The road from here, that is Kaneshi First Light to Odoko, has some issues. Authorities should at least tackle some of the issues, even if not all. Just in the middle of the road at Odoko Waterworks is a more dire situation. A pool, not designed by nature, sits openly in the road, created by constant friction between car ties and the road. The effects of the mini swimming pool at Doko Waterworks have far-reaching consequences. Narrowly, road users stand on the last lane, which has now been blocked by water, to board vehicles. But the portals have compelled them to stand at a much riskier location to get on vehicles. This, they further lament, is worrying. The water is just destroying the road. Manholes on the road. The water has also blocked the road. So we are pleading with authorities to promptly address the situation. The menace is increasingly severe, and the one thing the commuters want is nothing but an immediate solution. For the scores of road users who are not happy with the numerous potholes that have littered the stretch from Kaneshi First Light all the way to Odoko, their concern is that government must speedily intervene 
in order to avert the inconveniences that the situation normally poses for them. For Joy News, my name is Pakwesi Shandoff. A sudden sound of porthole symphony. When your vehicle joins the chorus, then be rest assured that a hole will be created in your bank account. Driving on pothole riddled streets means you have to constantly drift off your lane. From afar, you start looking like a drunk, needlessly turning the steering wheel. If you're wondering why the government is not fixing your potholes, well then, you guessed right. It is because there is no by-election in your constituency. You've been agitating, demonstrating, crying out to government and even praying to government to fix your potholes. But there is one man who is praying against that prayer. With so much passion fueled by hunger, he sometimes dangerously approaches drivers and sometimes weaves in between vehicles begging for coins to put food on the table for his family. For three years, he has been filling these potholes with soil on the Iran Clinic stretch, not only for the driving comfort of drivers and passengers, but to eke out 11. So would you be happier if God listened to your prayer instead? This crater is starting to take up the whole lane. A few meters away are well-carved out potholes, more like asphalt or worry. They cover the entire stretch and you cannot save your car from them. So why not stop there for a game of a worry? Which office do you contact when the street is beyond portal repair? MP, why do you say? 88 billion dollars is just a number but not when we use it for our community benefits plan it can be used to help deliver the promise of an education we'll empower young entrepreneurs through the creation of the howard university and pnc national center for entrepreneurship and uplift small businesses with access to the capital they need in order to grow it's not just about dollars it's about change pnc Nissan has a car for every driver who wants more. More action. More fun. More guts. More head turns. More adventure. More electric. At Nissan, more is all we do. 
Yes, Ghana's roads can leave you enraged. So like COVID-19, you have to learn to live with it. When it rains, the craters become river-wide, suitable for fishing. So I went for a hook and line. And oh, what a great catch it was, right in the middle of the road. So, with all these prospects, why would governments cover them up? Jojo Kobner, join news. And uh, could you is that? Joining us now to have a conversation on this, uh, obviously <laughs> very refreshing uh, you know, details there about uh, how the, the nature of our roads across the cities uh, are. But, but, you know, it's reinforcing the conversation about uh, what the status is now. If we go back, you know, to the same spots where you were about a month or two ago, we find these same, you know, trends or, you know, the same situation around the areas. Well, blessed, I can, I can report that if you go back to the Kolibu Junction, you will not find the same potholes that I reported on. Oh. You will find worse potholes than the ones I reported on. The situation has deteriorated. Mm-hmm. Now there is a longer stretch that is peppered with potholes. So if in the past you yeah. had to uh, endure mm-hmm. maybe 100 meters of bumping and grinding, if your, if your axle and your um, shock absorbers just had to tolerate about 100 meters worth of, you know, moon surface travel. Yeah. This time around, it's about 150 meters. So it's it wider. now even more of a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you have to travel even longer before you get to the smooth road. Yeah. Okay, and that is deterioration. Deterioration, by definition, is a bad situation made worse. Yeah. Okay, so we reported on a bad situation. Mm-hmm. The government responded, said, oh, we're in the process of, you know, dealing with these potholes across the, the cityscapes. We even saw them uh, come and empty the existing potholes with the plan to come and fill them, the, you know, in, in a matter of days. Mm-hmm. But now we have worse. We have deterioration. The situation was not dealt with, and it's got worse. It's not only at Kolibu, yeah. but across the country. In spite of the big... Um, response we got from the public who were all sending in their videos yes. of uh, bad roads somehow it has not resulted in the uh, outcomes we had wanted things are worse what sense do you get from the authorities that they are not interested or it's a matter of resources well pleasant we get no sense from the authorities apart from the initial response because there was a lot of pressure when we started this campaign yeah. apart from that initial response there's been no further communication uh, from Department of Urban Roads, or even for the uh, you know intercity roads like the motorway uh, roads and highway, we're getting nothing. Yeah. We're getting nothing. All we're getting is the reiteration of old promises, okay? But nothing in terms of timelines or actual actionable uh, you know uh, steps 
that are to be taken. These potholes are just there. They're getting worse. And as the rainy season continues even longer than we expected, yeah. you can imagine the problem gets uh, even more difficult. Uh, and, and could you hear the, the, the thing? The, my colleague Frederick uh, Kwating also visited uh, the Odoko area and reports that government uh, has begun at least some sort of work within the area. So let's listen to you know, the reaction of people uh, there and then uh, we can get more updates on this. Hell initially. I mean, unnecessary traffic congestion initially, but now I think there have been some improvements. But uh, the fact that remains that this is nothing to write home about. Considering what we pay for uh, roadway and those things, uh, the roads keep destroying our cars. But there have been some improvements. We can only take it like that. I'm thank uh, my presence here. Now it's done well for me. Because the first time here is a road, very, very rough, uh, blocking the traffic and delay the cases too now. Now we, uh, the station come here first time to talk to them. Then we leave. Then we are, we are insulting them. Say we know they can't do anything. Now I see. So we can't do everything for here. Here make genuine now. Uh, the way it is now is good. For gun put for asphalt for in top. Then we see. Say we finish everything now. So it means the work is not complete to you. No, the, the work is going on. It's true for me. This road is been here since not today. So we are thank God that they are starting doing construction on way. So what we are doing is. Uh, we need to be hoping that it should go on there so that they will not just leave it just like that and go. So if it is good that they are constructing it. So what else do you want them to do? Uh, well, nothing much. Like they, What we want is they should do the construction better than do the correct. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Through a solid one so that we can use it on nitrogen. That's it. So before, it's because of the portals on the very this very aspect of it. It normally causes a traffic jam. At times, uh, the green lights will be on, but because of the portal, it will take a very long period before you can cross to their side. Uh, the, the road needs a, a new surface because here is the main road. Uh, I can say it's a coarse road. And when the portal comes like that, it's not good. Okay, the situation there uh, within Odoko. But we understand that uh, it's a nationwide problem. Nana Yavwache will be joining us shortly uh, from Kumasi to also paint that picture to us. But uh, could you, this indeed points to the, the fact that it's you know, getting worse by the day. Uh, we need an immediate intervention from government. I think our idea is a good one. The mm. pothole exhibition is a brilliant way of yeah. putting the spotlight on something that uh, you know, <laughs> has been ignored. Yeah. Okay, it's a problem we pretend not to have, but it affects us all. Maybe those who uh, are driving around in government-funded you know, four-wheel drives mm-hmm. might not feel the portals as much as we do. Yeah. Uh, but the fact is that these roads are, you know, we all use them to go to and from work. It's affecting productivity when it creates these, uh, you know, uh, traffic jams. So the truth is 
that there is a reason and incentive for everybody to put pressure on authorities yeah. to deal with these. Mm. And it's pressure that they respond Indeed, and, and, and we'll talk once more about how we're doing that here at Joy News using the Potholes exhibition. Uh, let's also hear from Nana Yalbwachi, uh, who's uh, joining us from Kumasi as well. Uh, Nana, yeah, what, what can you say about the situation uh, in Kumasi as we speak? Well, blessed, you know, putting the spotlights on these potholes in the Ashanti region has really been helpful. Um, when we engage some of these residents or drivers who ply these roads, they tell us how beneficial it has been, especially those using the Crofrom stretch and the Bokrom stretch, looking at how bad it was. By putting a spotlight on these potholes, we can see that there's been work going on. They've been patching the roads. And it, it keeps on improving as time goes on. So for Kumasi, they've begun to patch some of these potholes um, across the region. But some of them still have the experience of these potholes. And then it, it's, it's quite a problem over here. But I can tell you as a matter of fact that after our spotlight on these potholes across the Ashanti region, from Brokrum to Krofrum to TUC to Dakojum to Oforikrum to Susanso, these six communities that we place the spotlight on, I can tell you as a matter of fact that they have their potholes being patched. Um, today, quite recently, and then today I must say, when we went around to check on these potholes that we place the spotlight on, realized that especially from TUC to Bokrum, it's being patched. And then work is still going on at Oforikrum and Susanso. So for Ashanti region, I can say, I can confirm as a matter of fact that Putting the spotlight on these portals has really been mm. helpful. And the drivers who ply this road and these stretches have been really grateful okay. to us, especially for, for talking about quite a sensitive matter like this. Uh, are there some more challenges that you, you're bringing up in the, in, the, in the coming days? Well, there are quite some challenges, I can tell you, that some of these portals are really deadly. When you use the airport runabout, the stretch, the Kumasi airport runabout, you realize that the pothole over there, there's just one particular pothole over there, and it's really deadly. So any heavy truck using that stretch would have to abandon it and then find another way. But if you, are, if you really want to use that particular stretch, uh, we might not hear any good news. So there are deadly issues with regards to these potholes in the Ashanti region. But I must say that putting the spotlight on the ones that we worked on, um, they are being worked on by the urban roads, but then there are still these deadly potholes in the Ashanti region, just like I mentioned, the one at the airport runabout, yeah. the ones at TUC, although they are patching them, but they are critical ones over there that we must pay attention to because they might really, we might not hear good news in the coming days if we do not really pay attention to these potholes and um, this portal situation in the Ashanti region. All right, uh, Nanaya Mbachi Yadom, thank you for uh, updating us. Could you that definitely suggest that uh, the, the, the challenge is far from over? Mm. How can people be a part of, first of all, identifying the problem so we, we draw the attention of, of the authorities? It's very simple, and I think the cue is from what Nana Mbachi Yadom said, mm. that it actually works if you keep the pressure going. So here's the plan. Everybody needs to send in their pictures and videos of the potholes in their area. Use the hashtag pothole exhibition, GH potholes, if you prefer, and send them through okay. uh, to us, okay, uh, on the X um, app. Love. And we will absolutely shed the spotlight on it and share your videos and pictures 
on our bulletins. We will put pressure on uh, those who are responsible for fixing them. We will ask them why these portals have prevailed. And we will certainly be bringing you more and more features. Uh, for example, we are investigating currently a pothole that is said to be 30 years old. Oh, imagine that. Really? Here in Ghana? Here in Accra. Okay. You know, so these are some of the features we'll be bringing to continue to put pressure on um, the authorities. 30 years. 30 years. Same portal, same place. <laughs> Were we sleeping on the, on the job or <laughs> what was going on over the years? That's strange. Thirty years. Okay. I, I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a great situation. Okay. Uh, so, you know, using social media and beyond that, uh, are there some plans, you know, uh, for this exhibition uh, to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, widened to have more and more people join join the good cause. Absolutely, I think at this point it's in the hand of our audience. We have shown them that this is an avenue, and we want them to take a, a advantage of it as much as possible. Once they voice, uh, you know, the the situation in their local areas, mm. we will ensure that the the authorities are brought, uh, you know, to to pay attention to them so that we can get results. Kumasi is seeing results. And we will certainly be able to replicate that across the country for all of these hotspots where the roads are completely immoterable and a complete menace to the health uh, uh, of, of pedestrians and drivers as well as the, 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 you know, the, the safety of vehicles. Okay. Uh, but, but then we're also looking at the challenge on the Tema Motorway, the Roads and Highways Minister, uh, speaking about the situation. Uh, he says he has a long-term vision uh, for... Uh, you know, this very stretch. And this is also feeding into the potholes exhibition because there's a challenge there too. Yes, yes. in fact, the, it is potholes mm. that have affected the, the surface of the uh, Akratema motorway. And, and it's not surprising. The mm. motorway is way past its expiry date, if you will. It was supposed to last for 50 years. We're pushing 60 years now. So 10 years beyond expiry, it can't continue to function the way it was meant to function when it was first constructed, bearing in mind we haven't maintained it so well. So you can see, especially on the Tema to Accra stretch, several very deadly portals with some sharp edges that are the cause of almost every accident that we have seen in recent times on the motorway. So hearing that it is a long-term vision, it's a bit problematic. I think we understand the situation. There isn't a lot of resource. There aren't a lot of resources yeah. you know, going about. But this is something that was supposed to have been fixed several years ago. This, this 10-lane motorway was supposed yeah. to have been constructed several years ago. Yeah. We were even told at some point that the money was available. So for us to now be describing it as a future plan is worrying yeah. because every day we're going to be seeing you know, incidents mm -hmm. on this motorway until it gets And what complicates the matter is you see butamen being used to patch a, a concrete, concrete stretch. And, and engineers are doing this. That's the shocking thing. I'm not, I'm not a road engineer. I'm not a road engineer. But at least you know. I know that you don't patch you know, yeah. concrete with bitumen. Yeah. You know, it... it, it I don't know how we got to this point, but it's not the solution. And we absolutely need mm. to find something more permanent. Certainly not. Um, host of the Super Morning Show, Kujo Janssen. Uh, thank you for joining us. And, of course, we're continuing. Hash, uh, hashtag Potholes Exhibition. Uh, that's all you need to do. G, G, what, what's the hashtag? hashtag GH Potholes. Uh, and then, of course, I will be uh, you know, sharing uh, your videos uh, on our platforms and also uh, raising the concerns with the authorities. Kujo, thank you. We'll see you again. Uh, there are calls now for the former trade and industry minister, Alan Kujishramating, to consider running as an independent presidential candidate in the 2024 general elections, barely, uh, you know, 
days after publicly announcing that he is withdrawing from the NPP's presidential uh, primaries. The man who had hopes of leading the NPP into the next uh, general election cited violence against his uh, agents and supporters as well as unfair competition as part of the reasons for which he is, uh, you know, leaving and terminating this long-held ambition of contesting on the ticket of the New Patriotic Party. And we've seen uh, some of the uh, pictures uh, circulating online. What you see on the screens now, uh, it reads, the next president resigns to become the president. And it comes with the uh, name of Alan Kujicharmating, hashtag Alan for 2024, hashtag President Alan. We don't know who's behind uh, this very uh, flyer, but uh, of course, uh, it does suggest that some are indeed calling for Alan uh, to run as an independent candidate. So what are the prospects of this uh, individual uh, going into the 2024 elections if indeed he considers uh, running as an independent candidate? Joining us via Zoom now is Dr. Kwame Asasante uh, at the University of Ghana. Doc, thank you uh, for spending some time with us. Uh, you've seen this flyer as well, I believe. It's uh, making rounds on social media. Uh, what does this suggest to you? Okay, uh, unfortunately, uh, we've lost uh, Dr. Sarsante. We're taking a break here on the uh, polls. Uh, please stay with us. Uh, we'll return shortly. is making preparations for voters' registration exercise from 12 September to 2nd October 2023 to enable citizens who have turned 18 years or persons who have not previously registered to visit the EC office in their district and register as a voter ahead of the upcoming district-level elections 2023. The registration exercise is in line with the Commission's mandate to compile the register of voters and revise it at such periods as may be determined by law. Every eligible Ghanaian should visit the EC office in their district and present their Ghana card or passport for inclusion in the voters' register. Applicants who do not have a Ghana card or passport are required to bring two persons who are already registered voters to guarantee their registration. Do not register again if you have lost your voter ID card. Replacement of voter ID cards will start from 3rd October 2023 after the registration exercise. Transfer of votes will also be done from 3rd October to 9th October 2023. It is a criminal offense for a guarantor to guarantee for more than 10 people, non-Ghanaians and persons who are not 18 years of age. Guarantors who violate this provision will be prosecuted. The voter registration exercise is part of efforts to ensure credible, transparent and peaceful elections in Ghana. Register to vote. Your vote is your power. The voter registration exercise 
isn't it? That is so true, my daughter. Well, it's father, it was Pilo. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? For the ultimate in entertainment, switch on now. Are you feeling what I'm feeling? Yes! Because DSTV is got. TV. So I came home earlier than I normally would that fateful Monday after work. And to my surprise, I saw my husband and my mother having sex in our living room. I had always suspected my wife. I felt she had something doing with my little brother. And I walked into a room one day, and there they were, making out. And this is my blood brother. A husband, who is a banker, will not have sex with me because I denied him my earnings. Is he gay? I've been wondering. What is your story? What secret is eating you up? Why are you having continual sleepless nights? Do you need help? Share your story on our powerful new series where real people share their deepest secrets on Prime Morning beginning this September. Drop your stories on our WhatsApp number 055-157-5757. Remember, a problem shared is a problem half solved. And every problem has a solution. Let's uh, go back to uh, Zoom and connect with uh, Dr. Sassanti. Uh, we'll ask you there briefly, Doctor, just when you were about to making the point about, uh, you know, the mounting pressure on uh, Alan Kujicharating to go independent. What are the prospects for uh, him if he decides to contest as an independent candidate? Uh, doc, I, ho I hope you can. Uh, I hope you can hear me. Um, thank you, Blessed. Um, there are, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can loud you hear me? Loud and clear, sir. Yes. If Alan decides to, yeah, if Alan decides to go as an independent candidate, these are the, the, the prospects. Well, he will succeed in, uh, you know, rocking the boats for the MPP. 
because he is not going to win as an independent candidate, uh, because in this country, the party systems are so ingrained within the political system that it is difficult, if not impossible, for any pol- any um, candidate to become uh, an independent candidate and win election. It, it cannot happen. Because if you look at the party systems, people have been associated with these two traditions since time immemorial. So for them to, you know, throw it all away and then join um, a candidate against uh, the status quo, obviously they will not do that. But you, if you are popular and you go as an independent candidate, you are likely to pull some votes away and that will undermine the fortunes of the party that you are coming from. So that is one scenario. There are calls uh, within the political system uh, for Alan to also uh, join other small parties uh, to form the third force because uh, over the years the conversation has been that let us get a third force so that the two dominant parties throw them away. I can say uh, without fear of contradiction that a third force is not likely to win power anytime soon <laughs> because uh, we have done uh, research uh, which shows from 1992 up to 2020, uh, if you put all the small parties, their performance together, on the average, they have not beyond 4%. For you to win, to become a president, you need to go past 50%. And if all the parties since 1992, their performance put together will not even give them even beyond 4%. An individual can cross that threshold. It is virtually an impossible yeah, adventure. I was speaking to the uh, so, global um, info. You uh, will understand that. Uh, yes, Doc, I was just speaking to the Global Info Analytics Center uh, the other day. The indication from them is that anybody who goes independent at this moment, uh, you know, of the stature of uh, Alan Kujicharmating or, or, or its likes, um, of course, will will definitely, such a person will definitely make inroads in, in the next uh, election, given the fact that they could push this election into a runoff. That then makes them the kingmakers. Yes, that, that is one aspect. Yes, you could push the election for a second round, fine. But if you are going with the sole aim of winning, you won't win. That is a fact. But yes, you can cause the defeat of the party that you are coming from. We saw a typical example in the year 2000 when uh, the Reform Party, protest party against the end. If you look at the election results, places that NDC would have carried the day, had it not been the, you know, Reform Party, they would have carried the day, but blocked them in, 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 in the course of what, voting and all that. And that caused NDC heavily. If Alan decides to go on this route, then my understand really want to pay them what they've done to him. Uh, but if that, I don't, I don't uh, believe that certainly Alan will finally settle on this decision and decide to go. And if he will, then it's going to cost the NPP a lot. But I will not take the statement lightly from Mr. Kujumpieni because Mr. Kujumpieni is a big political actor within the political space, particularly within the NPP. And I know that 
he has a superior understanding of the issues that are at play. So his statement cannot be taken lightly. So uh, we are in interesting times. We look forward to see uh, what will happen from today and the next day. But I have no doubt in my mind that if Alan decides to go as an independent party, independent candidate, or even join certain forces to uh, have a political party in place to contest the election, then the whole idea is to rock the votes and then prevent the MPP from winning power 2024. And how about the situation uh, where we have probably an alliance with all the um, lesser-followed political parties together with uh, all those who've broken away, uh, the likes of uh, Dr. Parkwis Indum and the others coming uh, to form a third force? Is that far-fetched? A third force doesn't have strong roots. Even before... Uh, independence, we have been organized along two parties. Uh, it is, if you look at the British colonies, all the British col colonies, almost all of them are a two-party system. And if you look at all over the world, two-party systems, um, where two-party systems exist, uh, a third force is a difficulty. All right? Uh, you are likely to have a third force uh, in quotes, winning power. But that is a, a different, completely different situation when you have a multi-party system where, in podcast, and we say that a party is a multi-party, a system is a multi-party system. All the political parties that is within the country have all the resources, have equal, equal resources, and each of them the power to win uh, power and then uh, form the next government. Is that a situation in Ghana? No. There are dominant parties here, and there are what? Minor parties. Of course, the NDC MPP are the only dominant party. The rest are dwarf parties. They cannot stand face-to-face -face with the MPP or NDC. That is the challenge for a third force, and that is what it makes it what uh, completely impossible for a third party, a uh, third force to emerge. It can emerge, but if it wants to win election, no. But it can cause, uh, you know, an upset within the polka space for a second round to come. And that there is a polka advantage. When it gets there, they are able to what parties are gravitate towards them uh, to want them to join forces with them so that they can win power. Then they have a bargaining chip and then they can, you know, argue for positions in the next government. Uh, for now, uh, Alan Kujishwamitin remains in the new patriotic party. But with all of these things happening, how is that likely to impact the party's chances going into the next elections? If Alan decides to go as independent candidates or even join other parties to contest, it's going to be a big blow to the MPP. Because take it or leave it, Alan is a force to reckon with within the NPP. He has a lot of following, and these people, a number of them will follow him. There are others who, because of how he has been treated, uh, will also want to be associated with him, and that can cause uh, a lot of what problem for the NPP. So I believe that the time is now for the NPP to act and act very fast, because uh, the multiplying effect is there for us to see.
if they don't act very fast now, uh, they are likely to have others who will also what, join him, decide to withdraw and join him, and then they compound the problems. Remember that this battle, 2024 battle, is a Herculean one, and that they need to have their house in order in order to fight it. Any division, any you know problems within the party can really undermine their chances of breaking the age. Okay, uh, Dr. Kwame Asante, thank you uh, for talking to us here on The Pulse. Uh, and now we move elsewhere to Europe because the German economy is not in a good state. Uh, experts, uh, fell, uh, exports actually fell last month and the situation remains volatile. Uh, and what we know is that a new nationwide poll has shown Germans are really concerned about you know, the situations and what's happening to the economy. Uh, just how bad is the situation? Uh, is Germany, uh, you know, as many media outlets are discussing, um, you know, the sick man of Europe, as uh, the case is. Uh, let's find out more. It depends essentially who you ask. Some economists here in the country have said that the economic situation is darkening or worsening and have explained that compared to other advanced economies, Germany's economy is performing comparatively poorly. However, others have stressed that some of the measures that have been implemented by the government have either helped to improve the economy or at least to make sure that the economy does not perform even poorer. And they have indeed stressed that one element that can be highlighted there is the fact that inflation has reduced in the past months. Inflation here in the country is around 6%, which may be low compared to other parts around the world, but which is high for German standards. One issue that is particularly problematic here is the industry. The industry is one of the cornerstones of German economic output, and as such, uh, exports here in Germany have fallen in recent months and is one of the areas which is of particular concern for economists, for experts and also for the German government. Uh, well, so how is the government reacting to this? The government is obviously concerned about the economic situation and in fact uh, the coalition members met last week for a two-day retreat in part to discuss how they could deal with this very difficult economic situation. It is important to stress that Germany's economic output, Germany's economic power is not only important for Germany and for Germany's international standing, it's also important for the European Union as a whole, for European countries that are very closely linked to Germany in political and economic terms. Hence, the need for the German government to really present concrete measures to deal with these economic difficulties, in particular when it comes, for example, to energy prices or to how uh, citizens should be helped when it comes to, to daily goods, to daily needs, because many citizens have indeed expressed their concerns about how this economic situation, this overall economic situation, is affecting specific households as well. And what about concerns uh, from Germans? 
Absolutely. In fact, if you look at uh, several polls that have been revealed, presented in the last few days and weeks, and one in particular, a nationwide poll that was presented last week, a majority of Germans stress that they're concerned about the economic situation, and they also believe that the economic situation in the future could actually worsen. And when Germans were asked what the biggest challenge is for the country now, they didn't mention, for example, the war in Ukraine or climate change that was further down the list. The biggest issue for Germans was undoubtedly the current economic situation. And this is also playing a role, by the way, in what Germans think about the current government, the current government, and in particular the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, uh, not having very good numbers in polls, uh, in their favorability numbers. So this is also something that the German government is obviously trying to include, how exactly Germans uh, are thinking about the economic situation in the country. Uh, and what will be implications for persons who have migrated to Germany? It is interesting because this nationwide poll that I mentioned also revealed that among the biggest challenges for Germany, according to Germans, is migration, in fact, in second position after the economic output, after the economic situation. And in a way, these two topics are related because the German government has indeed placed and has indeed presented proposals to attract skilled workers that can fill specific gaps here in Germany that are needed in several professions. This is, in fact, one of the key proposals by the German government led by Chancellor Olaf Scholz, how to attract skilled workers that could fill exactly those gaps. Related to this is also how to make uh, dual nationality or how to make immigration also easier and less bureaucratic. So the German government is also hoping that by attracting skilled literacy within the Akwebo community. Speaking at the Grand uh, Dinner uh, held uh, during uh, this year's Akwesidae uh, Kesi celebration in the Eastern Region, the Akwebo Hini introduced the Odinuho Kwafo Akutu Education Fund designed to provide educational scholarships to talented, intelligent but underprivileged students uh, in the Akwebo state. The scholarship fund, he says, will go a long way to help develop the Akwebo state. Journeys uh, Elvis Washington was at the ceremony and our report. Passing the address, the Akwemuhini emphasized the importance of developing the human resource potential of the Akwemu people. He drew a parallel to the valiant efforts of his predecessors who had built a formidable empire for the Akwemu community. Now, he contends, it is time for a new battle to be waged, a battle against illiteracy aimed at nurturing the intellectual capital of his people. The only war I want to declare on behalf of my people is the war against illiteracy. The weapon against poverty must be fought with the mind and heart. In the words of the great man Nelson Mandela, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. We observe, we observe with grave concern the delusion, erosion, and even 
rejection of our values, customs and traditions by some of our young people who are often attracted by the influence of other cultures. With education, we can revise this trend and retain our young people. Together, we can turn dreams into reality, potentials into achievement, and obstacles into opportunities. So I invite you to help me fight this menace of lack of relevance development, oriented education from all angles. I really appreciate all of you in your efforts to return the Akwamu state to its proper place in history. Let us be the catalyst of change, the enablers of dreams, and the champions of education. Highlighting the tourism potential of the Akwemu state, the Akwemu Hene extended an invitation to potential investors to explore the numerous tourism opportunities within the Akwemu state. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, I also want to invite you to consider investing in the tourism potential of Akwemu. For example, it is my vision to see the complete development of the Akwemu Gorge through the planned ecotourism project. We want to position Akwemu as a formidable player in the tourism industry. The event drew a distinguished gathering of influential personalities, including business leaders, politicians, tribal chiefs, and members of the international community. They collectively commended the Akwemuhene's commitment to eradicating illiteracy, describing it as a praiseworthy endeavor. Yeah, if you listen to Odineho, he said he has waged a war, and this war is against illiteracy. And that is profound, a very profound statement, because uh, everybody who knows the Akwemus uh, will say that the Akwemus are people who love war. But today, uh, he's telling his people that they are not going to fight with guns and uh, that they are going to fight illiteracy. I think it's a very laudable objective that Odeneho Nanakwafukutu the third has selected as the, if like, the pivot of his um, uh, kingship. If you look at where Akwemu is today, I think the single thing that we need to do is to look at skills development, to look at how we invest in our youth, to look at how we establish a basis that will allow them to have an education that will allow them to compete, uh, you know, in Ghana and, of course, globally. The launch of the Odinho Kwafu Akuto Educational Fund marks a significant turning point in the Akwemu State's journey towards a brighter future. With the Paramount Chief's resolute determination, the community now stands united in its battle against illiteracy, determined to build a stronger and more prosperous Akwemuman. For Joy News, my name is Elvis Washington reporting from Akwemufie. Eastern region. The USAID uh, is urging the Ghanaian population and uh, other governments uh, to stick to the democratic principles regardless of uh, challenges of the time. According to the uh, USAID mission director Kimberly Rosen, governments uh, must do more to defend the principles of democracy despite the challenges. There's more in this report.
is a project the USA Political Accountability Activity Act implemented by the United States Agency for International Development to address issues of electoral reforms, deepen political decentralization, and promote inclusive governance. Speaking at the launch of the USA Political Accountability Activity, Mission Director Kimberly Rosen underscored the commitment of the organization to supporting democratic principles in the country. In our increasingly complex world, it becomes more challenging to keep these democratic principles in focus. So in light of this, USAID is proud to partner with Ghana to support the democratic principles we share. As you'll hear from the speakers that will follow, our political accountability activity will partner with important and respected institutions in the country. And together, they will reinforce Ghana's democratic electoral processes in today's increasingly challenging environment. Importantly, this activity will seek to ensure that all Ghanaians are actively engaged, including women, youth, and other marginalized groups that might be underrepresented. We note the significant emerging challenges here in Ghana, including both the economic uh, pressures that affect the people's daily lives, as we are, and as 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 well as increasing threats to peace and security in the country. So we view the integrity of Ghana's electoral processes as critical to securing its ongoing peace and security. Let me close by recognizing and thanking the representatives from the that we'll be working with, including the Electoral Commission, the National Commission for Civic Education, the National Peace Council, the Center for Democracy and Development, the Institute for Democratic Governance, the Gender Center for uh, Empowering Development, and the political parties for your commitment to democratic elections. Rosen emphasized the importance of political stability to economic growth. The U.S. government recognizes the importance of and uh, continues to support accountable governance since we all know how it affects people's daily lives. This includes uh, improving quality service delivery in health, education, agriculture, and fisheries. USAID will help the government to strengthen the systems, uh, to strengthen its systems, to ensure that the national policies that are adopted enhance the delivery of quality basic services for all Ghanaians. We also recognize that many of the recent destabilizing events in the broader region serve really as a reminder that credible electoral processes are essential to maintaining the political stability needed for economic growth and long-term prosperity. Ghana, of course, has served as a model of such processes to its neighbors. However, I'm sure that we can all agree that we must constantly renew our commitment to democratic principles to ensure that our policies and practices reflect these principles. Stephen Mansell's report read to you.